Hey everyone, welcome back to the Seeking Truth podcast. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we talked. I can tell you right now that this is going to be an interesting episode compared to the others. It's going to be maybe more lighthearted given how uh, Shamso's demeanor is over there and how many takes we've had to do to get this thing started. But um, with that said, I don't know if we have a, a real cohesive topic, but we're going to talk about all sorts of things. I mean, initially we wanted to talk about fear, um, a little bit of a recap of maybe this year, maybe some COVID stuff, maybe some people stuff, maybe some Jordan Peterson stuff, just all sorts of things. So it's going to be a real grab bag of stuff today. Um, Maybe lighthearted. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a conversation. It should be fun. It should be unfiltered. And yeah. and hopefully you forgive us at the end of it. I know. Um, <clears throat> that's true. Ryan is just, you know, he's coming at my life. He uh, He's kind of a tough boss, honestly. I'm like, I'm 35 weeks pregnant. Go easy on me. And he's like, you still need to show up to work. Yeah, we got we got to keep on keep production going, and I yeah, know. you you are thirty five weeks pregnant in twenty twenty two. We're gonna have a another uh, a baby, uh, know, three so kids crazy. in the house, and it's gonna be wild. And uh, might be maybe not moving, but planning on moving. Maybe hopefully, depending yeah. on how some build stuff goes. Yeah, you know, I just I think for this episode, we can just hang out and just talk. We have we have so many conversations, you know, off off air, and sometimes it's like, why don't we just record ourselves just having our normal everyday yeah, conversations. Yeah. And you know? I'm kind of the Nazi that's like, we need to be producing. We need to be in production. And I know my, uh, my first hire is, you know, just over there making babies <laughs> and talking about stuff. But anywho, we had an interesting day, um, interesting conversations with different folks, uh, outside of here, but also that video with Jordan Peterson and has been popping up. And uh, I know there's some stuff going on with the daily wire and a few other things. So he, and I think he's back from the dead, right? Like he almost died. Like, uh, a year or two ago and he had some real health issues, but you know, we just started, you know, taking a look at some of that stuff and you actually hadn't listened to too much of his stuff. Um, yeah, no, I'd I listened haven't. to it years ago and had some conversation with folks about it, but, uh, you had recently and yeah. Yeah. I had a couple questions I wanted to ask you at first. I wanted to kind of ask you like what you think about the whole coronavirus. How do you say the new oh, the- variant? Omicron. I mean, I think if you can't pronounce it, you can't get it. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably like 90% of the population. Um, I always look at it and it's like, Oh, Micron is how I see it. Cause I like the word Micron, but it's, I think it's like Omicron is what I've heard people say. I probably should look it up so I don't sound like an idiot, but don't really care about it. So, um, but it's interesting because that's, that was one of the topics of discussing the fear aspect because there's all this like fear porn now where everyone wants to like be like, oh, there's another thing and everyone's going to get it. And you know, the people that are vaxxed are still getting it, but it's mild because they're vaxxed. It's like maybe it's mild because it's you know mild for them. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it looks like it's becoming another thing. Hopefully it fizzles out pretty quick based on the data. It kind of looks like that. But it poses a very interesting kind of conversation point, which is this whole COVID sort of um saga that we've been living in this twilight zone, this dystopian sort of weird craziness. And it's, you know, beset kind of on fear, which is very interesting and kind of fear just related to COVID because we've just kind of lived our lives like the last couple of years. It's been great. It's been a great life actually. No, it's just crazy. Like how everything is worded. I mean, even that, um, you know, white house memo that was sent, like, I just wish we could actually pull that up real quick and read it. You should pull it up. It's just so fascinating to me. Um, the wording and just the tactics that are being used, it's so obvious. They lose so much credibility in the way that they speak, honestly. It's like, you're really trying to scare me that bad, huh? Like, I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. Ryan's working on pulling that up right now, and maybe he'll read it to us, and 
we can all laugh about it and make fun of it. Yeah, there was some, let's see, what did it say? Oh, doing things live here. It said something about death and uh, something for the unvaccinated. I know. Where is that at? Yeah, no, it's it, it. Like I said, when I first read that, I was just like, wow, like, is this real? Like, is this was this edited? Is this real? Is this actually our government? Like putting this up? Yeah, the headlines uh, for unvaccinated. Well, let's see. Uh, one more, one more. It says we are intense on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, <laughs> your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, Ryan, please reread the last part. I can't believe they said that. For the unvaccinated, <laughs> you're looking at a winter of death or of severe illness, death for yourselves, <laughs> your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. It sounds like uh, something like you're out of Iran, like death to America or maybe like like, North seriously, Korea. Seriously, it's so insane. I, I like you guys. When I read that, I was like, there is no absolutely no way that the United States government literally posted something like that. Like, I know it's like. It's just comical to me. I cannot believe that they're like, oh, you're looking. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. It's just like this fear mongering. It's funny because, you know, just kind of give a little, I guess, insight is, you know, we've hung out with, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of people or been close contact with hundreds, if not thousands of people over the last couple of years, Um, family, friends, church activities, travel, all sorts of stuff, water parks. Um, And, you know, we're fine. You know, we've gotten, I've gotten sick like six to eight times, I think in the last couple of years. I know it's a little under a couple of years since the COVID thing, but um, just kind of colds, just kind of maybe a few times like, you know, minor fevers, whatever. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, we, we have a huge family, like hundred plus people that we're you yeah. know, was in contact with or close with or, and you know, when you do do the math, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, well we probably got it. Oh, yeah. um, and oh. if we didn't get it, then what's everyone worried about? Because literally we've been doing everything pretty much normal for the last several years or a couple of years at this point. And so it's just like this messaging is just weird because there's also millions and billions of other people who are just living their lives in other States or, you know, they have different rules in different places and they haven't yeah. All the, you know, they're, they're functioning and so forth. So it's just really interesting that this fear is being pushed and has been pushed for the last couple of years. And I've, I, I kind of feel sorry for people at this point, if they buy into this, if, I know, you know, there's sad. people who are like, Oh, I need to get my kids vaccinated. I'm so afraid to, that they're oh, at school man. and yada, yada, yada. Or I'm so afraid there's a new variant. What can I do? What can I do? It's like, All right, let's live your life, dude. Like the vaccine, it didn't even stop transmission. It, yeah. It like, worked apparently to you know stop severe illness for a lot of people but most people didn't have severe illness in the first place so it's like like 90x percent didn't have severe illness in the first place so what did the vaccine actually do i mean we can debate that but say you got it you got your booster you got your uh, booster booster and you're boosted all up to the max (laughs) you're gonna be getting boosters (laughs) for a hot second like you're gonna be getting boosters like every six months apparently at this rate i mean it might be faster than that i mean they're looking at some more boosters and but it's like now, you know, people who are vaccinated are getting it and it's like, oh, well, it was mild. And it's like, dude, now are you like 
a hotbed now because everyone that was unvaxxed was like causing mutations to occur. And it's like, you know, you got it. It's in your cells. It's replicating. That's where mutations kind of happen and you can still transmit it. So everyone's, yeah. it's, that's, just, that's just how it, viruses it work. No one it literally makes no sense. That's literally yeah. how viruses work. And that's the thing. It's like, you have to really know nothing about nothing to be like, fear, like afraid of but this. That's, but that's a huge portion. Like people just listen to CNN or MSNBC or whatever. And, you know, I know people like early on, like you'd walk down the hallway you know, at, at work or whatever, and not my work, not my employees, but, you know, other people in different uh, uh, companies and they would just like huddle like towards the wall mm-hmm. and try to get as far away from you. Meanwhile, this guy's like has like this giant beard and he's wearing like a surgical mask. that does not. It's like, dude, like literally like masks are crap anyway. But you are literally with that gigantic beard doing nothing for yourself as yeah. far as filtering. Yeah. And yet you think you're doing something. And yet you just think, like, if you put that but mask it's, on. It's funny. It's like you think, and I am convinced, like, I was talking to Ryan about this a couple of weeks back or months back. And I was telling Ryan, I'm like, the thing that they're doing is that they're scaring people and trying to convince them that they can keep themselves alive. Like, this is a whole, like, this whole thing is about death, right? It's like yeah. what they're saying is, okay, you know, you're going to die. Like yeah, there's, or you're going to kill someone or someone in your family is going to die or winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, oh my hospitals. You may overwhelm the hospital. Okay. This like zombie apocalypse. It, like. it, it really does sound like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It really is. Like I'm completely oblivious to the world, to be honest with you. Yeah, I get I mean, my I, news through Ryan. Um, and, and I just, I'm oblivious to the world because I'm like, it's so comical to me that I just laugh about it, that I'm like, I can't take it. I can't take any of it seriously. And also the fact that like, who's even, who's even worried about this anymore? It's like, we're going into what, 2022. I keep wanting to say 2020. No, 2020, that, that, that cat's out of the bag and long so gone. What year is this? 2022? 2021. We're going into 2022. Okay. And the funny thing is though, you know, when this whole pandemic started, everyone's like two weeks to stop the spread. I know. And I was like, dude, I, I literally said on Facebook multiple times, like, it's not two weeks, guys. It's two years. Like, this is going to be two years. Yeah, but I think it's going to be more than two years. It's going to be all you know, of Biden's um, yeah, four years, I mean, I'm convinced. At the executive level, it's definitely not helpful that everyone's an idiot. But it's... Um, we got the midterms coming up, and that's going to put some political pressure on all this BS. This Omicron seems to be mild and highly transmissible, but it's transmissible because it's mild because people are like, yeah. this is nothing. This is a cold, it's a cold. and people it's are over a cold. it. So it's, it's, it's going all over the place. And what it's essentially going to do if, if you know, everything that looks like the case, it's going to, everyone's going to get a cold. I mean, like we a got coronavirus a cold. Is. Like, I mean, we, I know we just are getting over one like last week or yeah, week that we have like, had for like two weeks. All the kids have had it. You've yeah, had it. I was in bed for like cares. a week. We survived y'all. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here to tell a tale. And, um, but you know, if it spreads fast and everyone gets in, it's mild and everyone, then it's basically everyone's not, you know, immune or herd immunity or whatever. And, you know, even the vaccinated people, it's like, they're still getting it. So it's like, dude, this is how the stuff works. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And viruses take time to, you know, mutate, spread, you know, de- you know, downregulate themselves typically. And then it's like, they want to survive. They don't want to go around killing everybody. No, they want to, you know, get people infected and then go to the next person, next person, next person. And it's so weird that it's like, come on, like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Like, have you been living under a rock or in a cave and that's, and you're just coming out and your eyes are just like, whoa, what's going on in the world? Is it safe yeah. out there? It's like, and you know, unfortunately there are people like that. 
Um, I think there's a bigger swath now because people then put their faith in the vaccine and said, okay, I'm vaccinated, so I'm cool, I'm good, I'm good. And so they started going out a little bit and now it's like, oh, the vaccine doesn't work. So what is this thing? And now they're being told, well, it's it's mild. It's probably going to be fine. And so it's just interesting because throughout this whole thing, the stories change all the time. Remember, don't mass, don't do anything. Oh, then mass, do something. Oh, then do this. Oh, don't pick up your packages outside. Yeah. Leave them oh, outside. My goodness, oh, yes. hand sanitizer. Wear your gloves. I was at Nordstrom Rack the other day and I was getting, um, I was getting an outfit for Aaliyah for her um, Christmas um, choir. And oh, I'm not even kidding you. There's a woman that was like right in front of me who was shopping with gloves on. And I'm <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? Like, did she go- not get the memo that it's a respiratory virus and not like a babe? I have no idea. I mean, you should have given that memo. I was it. like, what is she really wearing gloves? Like this woman is, and I'm like over here, like full on, like I just don't wear a mask anymore. I'm like, yeah, if they don't, if they don't ask me or they don't tell me, like I'll walk into the store and if someone says something, I'll put on a mask. But most of the time, no one says anything to me. So I was literally browsing the store, yeah. eating candy. And I'm walking past this woman with a full on double masked up with a like straight up gloves. And I'm just looking at her like, this has got to be a joke. Like the fact that you, yeah, gosh, living in fear is just such such a drag such a drag and, and just for you know we have listeners around the world actually in the uk and italy and and africa and all sorts of places so we live in one of the states the nazi states that um still has an indoor mass mandate and other idiocy um, I, I know other states just don't and you know it's it's weird like there's just different different things in different places but the interesting thing about those people who are so like triple, double, quadrupled, multi-vax, boosted, math, know. you know, like <laughs> bubble boys um, and, and, and girls. It's that it's, it's interesting because it'll see it'll be interesting to see how they actually adapt back to life, because, you know, when more people started going out, I think we got a few colds. The kids mm-hmm. caught some stuff. And, you know, the thing about how this it just works is there's all these things out there. You're supposed to get them. You're yeah. immune supposed, your immune system is supposed to learn how to defend against them. And it just life goes on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're all masked up and gloved up and, and like with like N95s and multiple ones and you never go out at some point, I assume that you're going to want to go out into the world and then you're just going to be hit by everything and your immune system is going to be so Well, that's the thing that I was lacking. Yeah, and that's the thing that I was saying. Remember in the beginning of this pandemic, like when they had the whole vaccine stuff, I was like, "Listen, you're injecting things, properties into your body and now apparently you're doing it like I don't know how many how often people are getting boosters and you're going to get sick and what is it like you don't know what you're injecting into yourself and what that could how your body can react to a simple cold like well well yeah i mean there's going to be a few things so there's going to be just overprotecting yourself right and then not being exposed to just normal stuff like normal flu stuff or normal coronaviruses or rhinoviruses and things like that and those typically aren't life threatening but um you're just not being exposed and building your immune system it's just kind of weakening the weakening the overall system and second to that you know there is the vaccine stuff and the spike protein and all the uh myocarditis you know all the heart issues that Mm -hmm. young men have and young boys um and then with the women with the johnson and johnson all the blood clots and things like that Mm -hmm. and you know it's interesting to look at that data and watch it all kind of percolate through and you know Tons of people have gotten vaccinated and for the most part, you know, there's a, you know, kind of a, some reaction with the first one and then some more, sometimes more severe reactions with the second shot and all that. And, you know, it's been like the most adverse reactions of like 
any vaccine or whatever in history and lots of people are taking it, but you know, I don't really want to talk too much about the vaccine mechanics and downstream stuff. There's definitely, I definitely think that there's going to be downstream. Um, and I know there are downstream unintended consequences with heart issues, heart inflammation, undetected stuff, um, undetected long-term damage. And the only way that you're actually going to be able to see what happened is, you know, five to 10 years from now, if someone takes an honest look at these, this time period Mm -hmm. and looks at where we have, um, potentially uh, the root cause of say a lot more heart disease in men say 10 years from now. And they'll say, wow, it's actually like, you know, 20%, 50% higher than we, than is normal. Mm -hmm. And then you'll, you'll trace it back to, you know, this period in time or say there's more cancer or some other things with this Merck pill and these other pills that, uh, could definitely induce cancerous sort of processes. Um, you're going to see that later on when longer term things come about and it's going to be an ensemble sort of approach Mm -hmm. and a statistical approach and looking at deviation from the norm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's what it's going to be. And so, yeah, I mean, people are, I mean, the thing, the thing with me that is kind of fascinating is you haven't even given it time. It's like you came out with the shot. People are apparently taking it and you're like, you know, taking it like candy. They are. And like, you know, I'm obviously I'm pregnant right now, 35 weeks and, you know, going to I, I haven't gone to any of my prenatal appointments because I really don't care to go in and I'm, I'm fine. But the question of do you want to get vaccinated that constantly is being asked is ridiculous. It's like, no, I don't want to get vaccinated. You don't even know what this is going to do to pregnant women. You don't know the long term effect it, it could have on me, on my body, my reproductive system, my child. Like, Well, well the and well, the thing that they say about that and it's it's an interesting way of wording it and what they say is there's no evidence to suggest that it is harmful during pregnancy for example there's no evidence to suggest that it da 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 yeah but it, but a lack of evidence doesn't mean that it doesn't exist mm-hmm, so exactly because there's not a time period to evaluate that or systems in place to go deeply like so when someone just drops dead most of the time you don't do an autop- an autopsy almost mm-hmm, never like mm-hmm. people you know have you know gotten shots and they've gotten things and some people have died later and some of it's natural causes and some of it's this or some of it's that, but you usually don't know. It's very actually hard unless you have a really concerted program to go inspect all of these deaths. Even with the COVID numbers of people dying from COVID, they don't go and inspect all these things. They no. oftentimes do surveys and oftentimes they don't even do tests and, and there's just like huge overcounting. So when people actually start, even, you know, most people, almost nobody does this, but when you start peeling back the data and looking at things correctly, it's just like, okay, well, this looks like a cluster. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is. It's a cluster. So, yeah. and I mean, you haven't given it time. It's like, you, you don't know the effects on pregnant, you know, a, a pregnant person because you haven't given it time. Like it hasn't even been like, have well, you followed I mean, someone for two, three, four, five years? Have you followed them throughout their pregnancy, the okay. child? Like there has to be more data. There isn't enough, there isn't enough data. Yeah. And you know, even, you know, and it might come out that the data shows that it's fine. It might come out that there's a spectrum. It might come out like, you know, with the young males where, yeah, you have severe heart inflammation and it's not one in 10 million, it's one in 10,000 for that. At at the very least, it's actually greater than that based on undercounting. And so just with anything, like, you know, with any sort of research, with any sort of cutting edge stuff, with any sort of new product, with any sort of new design, whatever it is, you always learn there's bugs, whether it's software, whether whatever it is, yeah. and that there's ramifications to that. And so what's essentially be happening is the powers, you know, the powers, um, whatever you want to call them, they've made an assessment for you, which is this, you doing what they're told, what mm-hmm. you're told is better than getting... Yeah. 
COVID or not doing what you're told. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I said, lots of people have gotten it. Uh, people haven't like, not that many people have dropped dead. Um, and so, you know, you can make that argument, but we'll see and check in in five years. But a lot of people haven't gotten vaccinated and they're fine too. Yeah. Tons of them. Yeah. No, um, I just, I think so, the psychology behind the whole thing is just what's fascinating to me, to be honest with you. It's like, do your own, do your thing at your own risk. Like, I don't care. Like, I think, it, I don't care, you know, yeah, you get vaccinated yeah. or don't get vaccinated. Like, we don't care for don't care. it. Doesn't matter. You know, doesn't matter. But, but I guess what I'm saying is the thing that I find the most interesting and fascinating is the just like the the push, like the imposing it, yeah. imposing on other people that you need to do this or else, or lose your job, or that you're a bad person, or that you're killing people. It's like, wait a sec, weren't you just like triple vaxxed? Like, aren't you supposed to be fine? Isn't that like the whole thing? Yeah. Um, but it's the logic behind it is astounding. Mm-hmm. I've actually find it astounding. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can have all sorts of theories as far as why it's pushed and, you know, nefarious things or non-nefarious things. But what's clear is there's just, there's like this whole process has been beset on lies, deception, fear mongering, and mm-hmm. all things evil. Evil. Like evil, mm-hmm. sort of, like it's there's nothing good. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing good. And I always tell Ryan, I'm like, listen, the spirit of evil, like the spirit of fear is like ingrained in all of this. I mean, look at just like as we were reading this, it's like, it's so clear that what they're working off of is so many evil spirits. And so for me, it's like, there's nothing good that can come out of yeah, this. The, it, you know, <laughs> the fruit that comes out of that is bad fruit. Yeah. That's just how it works. Exactly. I mean, you, you reap what you sow. And so, but you know, the funny thing is, you know, I was, I was talking to someone about this today, the kind of dichotomy in our life where, you know, we have great family, we have great friends, we have great church and no one, no one's afraid of any of this BS, like no one. Mm-hmm. So we have just been like, having a good living old time. Our, we're living our best life. Like honestly, 2020 was the beginning of our best it life. Was, like, yeah. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I'm, we're like on, like I'm on, you know, I am like 35 weeks pregnant and like wobbling around and like, I, I, you know, my best life changes sometimes. Yeah. We're, we're but, a little concerned though about this winter of severe illness and I, death. Um, <laughs> oh, we gotta, brother. gotta say, I know a little concerned at this juncture. We're, you know, you know, they announced that and I'm like, Hey Ryan, are we having a new year's party or yeah, no? <laughs> I mean, we're having a big new year's party. I know. Um, I'm pretty excited for that. We can, you're gonna have to help me blow up a bunch of balloons, but yeah, I just think it's so insane. You know, I think that all of this fear has made a lot of people, you know, depressed. I mean, the psychology, I mean, all of the things that are going on is just crazy. And and also that's another thing, like the spirit of depression. That's another yeah. thing I was mm-hmm. kind of looking at today. Like, well, it's, there's, a, there's addiction now, mm-hmm. there's depression, there's record suicide. The schools, the public schools are in absolute shambles, absolute shambles. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it's a almost, mess. it's, I don't want to be too judgmental, but if you're in like Portland, you know, public school or, you know, New York or some of these other places, it's like, it's almost criminal putting your kids in a, you know, oh, a public yeah. um, secondary school at this point because it's just so dysfunctional. So um, bad. Dysfunctional from this point of view that all these kids have not developed social stuff. There's fights, there's chaos. And, you know, I've talked to different teachers and different people and the staffing shortages, bus driver shortages, janitorial shortages, like mm-hmm. and even the, co- the the hospitals are going that way too with just nurses and everyone just resigning and yeah. people being fired because they're not getting uh, the vaccine. and. It's just it's just astounding what sort of destruction has been imposed on the economy and people's lives and, and mental health, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, arguably a 
dumb sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's trades and everything. And I think we made some really bad trades, really bad trades that are going to have generational consequences. I know they are. Mm-hmm. And we're going to reap what we've sown. And what we've sown is a spirit of fear and depression, and depression and addiction and homelessness and just all this stuff. And the good thing is, is, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, have gone through this, just living life to the fullest. And those families are growing. Tons of people are having kids that we know um, and are excited and have a bright outlook. And those people are the ones I think that are going to be the ones that um, are going to have to rebuild, quote unquote, repopulate the earth (laughs) with some semblance of sanity. It's it's crazy. I mean, it, it is very astonishing, actually, how many people we know that are having kids like 2021, right? 2021 or 2022? We're in 2021. Okay, 2022, there's going to be a lot of babies being born. A lot more. A lot more babies being born. And in in our kind of... In our circle. Yeah, and I would say people of faith and people who just don't give two Fs about this fear mongering. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the actual birth rate for the nation as a whole is actually plummeted, like like 40 year lows or something ridiculous. Like it's so low, people aren't having kids. They actually thought there was going to be a baby boom when everyone was staying home. But, you know, presumably so many people are just uncertain or don't want to raise kids in this world or are depressed or whatever else. And they're not, they're not reproducing. And, but those are the people that are beset by the spirit of fear. So the people who are like faithless, you know, fearful, you know, people, they're not reproducing. And you know what? I don't, I don't don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm like, you know, it's just sad just seeing like the way kids are growing up and how they're being treated. And just like, the way that they're being controlled. Like TikTok is like, seriously, if you guys, if anybody's listening and you have children, please like for the love of like everything, just please take your child off TikTok. They do not need a cell phone. They do not need social media. Like social media is the worst. You guys, social media is literally the worst. Like it is so horrible. Just the propaganda, the information, the, the weirdness, like the stuff that kids are being, you know, told and, 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 like consuming it's sad it's, it's tiktok is like the epitome of garbage like social media because it's just like and again i'm i i don't want to sound too rude but you know this is how i feel and we're talking about our feelings here um your feelings matter babe i know my feelings <laughs> matter a lot don't be mean um tiktok is like a heaping pile of garbage shit when it comes to social media it's like the epitome yeah. of it yeah it's like you make dumb videos and you listen to dumb people talk about dumb things We're giving their opinion and, yeah. and they and somehow like you know it's just crazy it's like everybody has an opinion everybody's giving their opinion but on these TikTok. are people who have no business giving opinions yeah. no business whatsoever and it's kind of this generation this younger generation and you know other people are jumping into it because you know there's a lot of uh, eyeballs on it but it's it's actually some of the lowest quality material i mean youtube you can have long form stuff mm-hmm. you can have some great video you can learn some real things but um tiktok tiktok has found this space of garbage dumpster fire garbage that it yeah. just you know keeps on stoking that fire more garbage in it's just the the, the it's the just flame like a trigger fest it's and, like a trigger yeah, fest it's, it's like it's like literally you go and it's like oh i'm so i'm so triggered and this happened and you know i, I don't know it's just it's weird I, literally I don't know. What's, you, what's worse though twitter or tick i think tiktok's worse i think tiktok's worse than twitter i mean twitter <clears throat> is 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 bad it's it's slightly more entertaining i would say well twitter is kind of garbage <clears throat> to me though it's just everyone you post something someone disagrees with you and you bicker and it's like back and forth it, it's twitter's 
a dumpster fire too. Yeah, but like, you're bickering with people. Yeah. You're just arguing with a whole bunch of people. But with tw- like with TikTok, you have like literally twelve year olds giving their opinion on politics. Yeah, I know. Like so it's like you're twelve. And, and, like, oh my goodness! Geez. You know what gets me the most is the ones that are giving their opinion and they're telling you how to invest your money. I know. Like, oh what is God. that? What do they call it? <laughs> TikTok or talk stock? Talk stock or something Babe, like that? I have no idea. I've just I cannot. I cannot I, oh man, handle just, it. I'm like, just, what do these children know about investing money? Do they have money? I mean, okay, listen, maybe they might because social media, these kids can make a lot of money these days. But like, who are you? It, it's just, it's it's mind blowing. Like you're literally 12 years old. Like, why, why do you look like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do we get on TikTok? I, mean, I don't know how we got on TikTok. Social media. Social media. Um, Anyways, I just, I would just be like, yeah, social media is just garbage. But yeah, we were just, like I said, Ryan and I always talk about just the most randomest things ever in, in the whole world. And, you know, I've never really watched um, uh, Jordan Peterson's videos. Like, I've never been like a really... Um, you know, follower of him or anything. I think Ryan, like he mentioned, he's watched it in the, in the past. And anyways, lately I've just been kind of watching his videos. Um, not because he's literally teaching me anything, but because I find it fascinating and, and sad and kind of disturbing listening to him struggle through this emotional, depressive, you know, it just the spirit that has a hold a hold on him. Like it's, it's sad and it's, it's, he's, he's struggling and, and, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like I was watching one of the videos today and it was like, someone said, Oh, look at, you know, his progress from 2017 to uh, 2021 on um, him coming to know Jesus. And it's just fascinating. I've, I watched like literally 30 minutes. It was actually pretty painful to watch. Even by my standards, it was like, okay, dude, it was so painful to watch like and he you know kept getting super emotional because he kept getting so mad that people were asking him the question of do you believe in god and he said something like i don't believe in god because if i believe in god then that means that i have to be like i don't know if he i don't know if he said he didn't believe in god he just doesn't want to answer the question because he thinks that having belief in god and he's putting some big emphasis on the word belief that that means that you have to you know be so perfect and you have to like it's it was some it was a, some weird rendition of what it means to believe in God and really convoluted and you know you know I know there's a lot of Jordan Peterson fans and so forth I know a lot of people in our family and friends I, I listen to him stuff and I've had some conversation with the folks about it you know a couple of years ago or when he was more prominent before he kind of got really ill um, but he's a very he's, he he has some interesting ideas he, he you know he has some notoriety because of some of the um, you know kind of pushback that he did with kind of the free speech and transgender stuff and all those things. And, um, but he's, he's not particularly wise No, and he's, he's certainly confused, um, about kind of faith based things. Um, he, he's a typical sort of, um, I won't say, you know, he's kind of trying to figure things out, but a typical sort of atheist mindset, which is relying on himself and other people's opinions and interpretations of things to, regurgitate and piece together that logic such mm-hmm. that, and I, I kind of sound like him now, sorry guys, um, to kind of <laughs> regurgitate like things and, and, and pose and, and, and kind of postulate truths. Okay. Yeah. It's like, he tries to sound smart and the way he speaks, well, he, he, but nothing, he, he can retain certain information. He has certain facts that are in his, in his brain. And then he's able to regurgitate those in what people that like him like is a, is a reasonably logical fashion. Um, 
where he grossly fails is is his inability to nuance that in a, in in the way of like, hey, dude, like that dream you had about Jesus, it means Jesus is king. It doesn't mean like yeah, and, and, how and you let's, interpreted and let's, it. Yeah, let's talk about that yeah. because we were talking about that before we, you know, before we got on, on air. But it's very fascinating to me because he, he talks about, you know, he doesn't like to say or he doesn't like to answer that question of whether mm-hmm. he believes in God. And what he says instead is he lives a life like he believes in but, God. Or No, he lives a life in, he, live, he tries to lead a life in which... Um, God exists, God or, exists something? or something, or something so, like so that. So what I think, how I would interpret that roughly is that you try and lead a moral life because someone's, someone's going to judge, judge you or something, or something like yeah. that. But he doesn't want to answer the question of the yes or no, whether God, he believes in God, which is a very emotional question when you yeah, ask he, him. He usually cries yeah, I mean, when he talks about Jesus, he especially cries. Yeah. And it's very sad. So anyways, in one of the, the, talks that he was giving, he was talking about a dream that he had. And so in 2017, he was basically like, I don't think, you know, that Jesus, you know, maybe he was a historical figure, maybe he existed, but you know, I don't, I don't know if he, he really exists. And then in 2019, you know, he kind of came to this a little bit closer to like, okay, maybe there's a higher, like there's something out there. And I think Jesus exists and he might be God. And like, so he's coming to this knowing of, of Christ. And so he shares this dream that he had. And in the dream, he was in a graveyard and uh, a cemetery. And so all of the sudden, as he's walking through the cemetery, um, all of the, like, you know, the dead people basically come out of their grave and all of these, the the people that were coming out of their grave were these kind of people he kind of aspired and and, and looked up to and kind of worshiped like kings and very, uh, very like, you know, theologians from back in the day and, you know, people that were philosophers and people he kind of like, you know, who have passed, but have left like, you know, very, you know, profound work according right. to him behind. And so they're all coming out of this grave and then they all start fighting. Um, <clears throat> and they're all fighting with the sword and they're fighting, they're fighting and then come and enters Jesus enters the graveyard. Um, and then all of them bow to Jesus. And so they, their knee bows down to him. And so he wakes up from this dream and he's like, what the heck? Like, how do I interpret that? And, you know, and he's, and he's talking on this panel and he's like, you know, I couldn't interpret the dream and I didn't understand and da, 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 da. And, you know, and then he, um, and he goes, and then, you know, and then I figured it out. And then the conclusion that I came to was, you know, of course, like, you know, they bowed down to him because, you know, even Kings need someone to look up to. And I'm like literally watching this video and I'm like, listen, how did you come to that conclusion where you literally had a dream that is exactly what's in the Bible? Like every knee shall bow, every tongue should confess. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, and this is where people who are not familiar with say scripture or just, you know, you only have to be somewhat vaguely familiar to really understand what that means. And what that means is Jesus is King. Jesus is King of all Kings. And that's the thing he, you know, in the talk, as he was talking, he also mentioned that, you know, he had studied the Bible and he, you know, has, and for me, I don't, you know, a lot of people like him and other atheists, and I, you know, I'm not saying he's necessarily atheist at this point. I think he was. He's um, probably like an agnostic or whatever. No, they call I, I him. think he believes in God, but he has a weird um, interpretation of that. He can't confess out loud. He can't say. He can't say he believes he, in he Jesus has, Christ. Has, yeah, he, he's he's weird. He, yeah, he, he, he's still struggling. Um, yeah. But what I was going to say is what people like him do is they quote other people. Yeah. Like they quote other philosophers mm-hmm. or they cut 
quote other scholars and say, so-and-so said this and this, you know, and they'll repeat something. And so what they're actually relying on is typically secondary sources, which I always find very interesting when people are trying to come to a truth, like even like in Islam, it's like, oh, I'm going to go ask an imam. Yeah. I don't know this. It's like, you know how to read? I know. Because Muhammad <laughs> didn't know how to read. So if you don't, I can understand. <laughs> Prophet of the illiterate. I know, I know. Ibn Siad. Um, <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, if, if anyone knows what that means. Nobody knows our Muslim jokes, but I'm sorry know, if you're man. Muslim and you're listening. It's just I mean, hysterical. I, I, I'll, I'll have to quote that uh, hadith sometime. It's one of my favorites. You're going to have to memorize that, babe. Just... I'll, I'll definitely memorize it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, there's, there's like, if you want to understand something, you need to actually, you know, understand how to think through things a little bit and, you know, have a little bit of knowledge there and a little bit of wisdom there. But you also should always go to the source. And sometimes sources can be difficult to understand, you know, um, that that's for sure. But you, you should chip away at that and work on the actual source and not what someone else says or someone else's interpretation, interpretation, because that always goes through a filter that always goes through what their perception of things are, what their basis yes. is, what they're thinking. And so you're never actually getting to the root. And so what's interesting about Jordan Peterson is he obviously does not have um, a, um, a handle on scripture. No. Old Testament versus New Testament. And if what he does read, he doesn't actually understand. So I've, I've seen some of his series about talking about the Old Testament and the flood and, and he, and he kind of poses it as kind of like this thought pro like this really, it's really kind of He's difficult. He's just asking questions out loud. He's asking don't questions make, and postulating and posing things and thinking of it like, like, um, metaphorically and all. And it's just like, it's really hard. It's, it's really hard. And it's really painful to watch. It's because, overcomplicated yes. to a significant extent unnecessarily. And it also to anyone who actually understands the stuff, um, it's like, dude, like sit down, shut up and like, he, yeah. like and it's like, you're thing. not, you're not doing any, you're not, you're not educating anybody about this. You're just convoluting things and making things so complex in this. You're, you're, you're it's doubt. It's like, what it's he, not even doubt. It's just an intellectual over intellectualization of these things in a stupid way. Yeah. But it's like, you're going around and asking like, like, but does, but does this really exist? Has this really happened? Is this real? It's, it's almost like, this is the thing. God never contradicts his, himself and his word. Like if you have a dream, right? Like for me, for example, when I had my dream about Isaiah, I didn't know what Isaiah was, who Isaiah was. God gave me a dream and the dream was in the Bible, right? It's like you got a dream and guess what? You have a source to go look into and find where that correlates. But it's almost like you lean on your own understanding in a weird way, but you think that you know better yeah. or like... Well, he has, he has an issue with, again, another typical atheist thing, which is arrogance and reliance on his self, even yeah. though his reliance on his self is actually reliance on other people's interpretations of certain things. It's, it's kind of weird. And he does deduce his own sort of logic from time to time, but it's pretty straightforward logic though. Um, another example, you know, you had your dream thing. I've had different dreams about different things. Uh, you know, the Nabil Qureshi thing comes yeah. to mind with the narrow gate yes. when he's in heaven and, and the stuff about the Imam. Yeah. Um, and and, when, and let's give that a little bit. Of... And all those other things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't do it justice. I can do the gate one justice. Yeah. I mean, I remember that one, but the one with the iguana and the Imam and all this took a little bit more interpretation yeah. and work. And very, very interesting. I, I, always, I always say it. If, if you're a Muslim and even if you're not like, uh, uh, seeking Allah, finding Jesus is a great book. Yeah, and and what book. he's talking about the narrow gate is, or the narrow, uh, yeah, narrow yeah the narrow gate is. So the the guy, the author Nabil Qureshi, um, who 
wrote the book, he was a Muslim and he came to Christ and he had this dream. And I mean, it's a it's a, an amazing book and an amazing testimony. People should definitely read it, even if you're not Muslim. And, you know, it's 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 fascinating. But he had this dream where, you know, he was trying to get to his friend who was a Christian and he was eating. Um, and so he was going through this doorway and he couldn't get through the doorway and he has never read that parable or that passage in, in, the, in, in Matthew. And so literally God put him in a dream, gave him a dream where he put him in the Bible and his friend was on the other side and he was like, Hey buddy, I thought we were going to eat together. Like, why are you like, why are you not letting me in? And he's like, you haven't accepted, like you can't get in. Like, you know, and he's standing at this gate and it's just, and he's trying to get in, but he can't get in. And so he wakes up from that and he tells his friend, I had this weird dream where, you know, I, I couldn't get in and it was this really narrow gate. And he goes, literally go look at the book, read the book of Matthew yeah, so. and there it is. And so with Jordan Peterson, he's describing, yeah, the, the, yeah, he's, he's describing this dream that he's having and this dream, it's almost like the resurrection too. Like if you really yeah. think mm-hmm. about it, yep. because mm-hmm. it's like you have people who are coming back to life and bowing their knee to the King of all Kings. Like every you know, knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Like I was literally watching that video and getting chills. Like Ryan, I just want to jump through the the YouTube video and just like literally look at him yeah. and be like, Jordan Peterson, can I please tell you, God is trying to speak to you. Like yeah, but this thi- is but what the, thing the dream is, there's, actually there's, there's, means. There's, you know, thousands of people saying that. It, it's just, it's interesting how your own, I won't even call it intellect, but your own mind will deceive you. Mm-hmm. Your own mind. In his case, it's his own mind. He's, he, he has been struggling with his own mind for quite some time. I yeah. think, you know, the medications he took before and the issues he had before are, are a remnant of that. Um, that said, um, you know, there's other people that suffer from this too, like in Islam and Muslims, yeah. they, they, I mean, they suffer hardcore from this where they, they just can't go to primary sources and read the stuff and understand a lot. Some of them do. And the ones that do, they just like, man, they, they come around and they come around in a, in a serious way. Um, but they're looking and they're seeking, but then there's others who just, they just can't, it's, it's a, it's a weird phenomenon. It's actually a very weird phenomenon. You run across it in a handful of sort of, I don't know, religions and people and types. And then the people who find the truth, you know, they're actually actually actively seeking. But anyway, what ends up happening is you're kind of blinded by your own intellect or your own history or your Mm -hmm. own culture or your own whatever, without any primary source or justification or logic or any of these things mm-hmm. actually behind it and say that you can surmount that and you can get information, you can start piecing things together and you're actually seeking. What actually ends up happening is kind of interesting because when you look at the Bible as a whole, it's actually like this mosaic and tapestry and it's, it's, it all fits together. It's not clear on the first read. You really do have to look through it and study and understand different things and try and, you know, look into what the parables mean and some of the other things. And it does take studying. It's not a book to just to be breezed through. It's yes. actually a book to be studied. And that's and, important and to understand. And I will also say another aspect that is very important to understand is that you need the Holy Spirit to help guide you through understanding certain things that you don't understand, right? It's like, even for me, like whenever I was reading the Bible and, and under trying to come to understanding of like the resurrection, right? Like as a Muslim, like that was something I couldn't wrap my head around. Like yeah, Jesus' resurrection, I, I, you not, know, the, not the resurrection of people. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Jesus' resurrection and crucifixion. I'm like, I don't think he's God. I don't think this happened. Like there's no way because you're taught that that didn't happen in, and, Islam, and, yeah. in Islam. And so it's like, I really had to rely on the Holy Spirit to help me understand and, and see things and also fix what was in me that was keeping me from being able to understand yeah. the, the, and I the would Bible. Agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's, 
it's something about that, you know, the relationship with God is understanding, but you, even without, even, I won't say without that, it's definitely something that to really understand you'll need uh, as you go deeper and deeper. But even without that, yeah, what ends up happening, even as a literary work, you know, the Bible is this pretty miraculous sort of hyperlinked, you know, cross-check prophecy. These things happen. These, it's like a historical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's all these things. And it's, and it, and it comes together as this kind of collection, if you will, of stuff that really sets the stage and also presents the case mm-hmm. for both God, Christ, and how we got to where we are in redemption and why, mm-hmm. you know, the cross is important. And all of these things are very explainable. It does take a little bit of time to, if, you know, even if we were to sit down and explain all the pieces, you know, what we would be doing is condensing all of our knowledge of years and years and years and studying yeah. and studying and studying and talking every day, but it's not an insurmountable hill. And on the other side of it is the most valuable thing ever, which is eternity. Right. But that said, um, what happens is once you get to a point where you really have, you really see what the, the, the Bible is and what, you know, Christ is about and, and God and, and all these things, when you really do see that, um, then what happens then is your life starts changing and it sounds very cliche and, yeah. and it sounds kind of dumb if you don't really know what I'm saying, but your life starts changing. And when you have faith and you really are living with that perspective, that biblical perspective and that perspective on life, mm-hmm. which is where you want to be, yeah. then what happens is, and you know, maybe time before that, maybe time after that, you know, at some place in there, you start working in relation to God. And again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then it's going to sound weird, but I'm telling you what the truth is. And the truth is you start working in concert with God. Mm-hmm. You start making decisions in concert with God. You start mm-hmm. hearing what God is saying for you and for your life and what what to do and how to do certain things and what decisions to make and presenting and opening doors in ways that you understand internally. And then you start understanding what it's like when God speaks to you. Yeah. And sometimes, and I think in some situations in our cases, we've seen some very, very powerful things that I know most people have not seen and probably will never see in their life. And I don't want to sound dramatic about that, but it is kind of dramatic. And those things I'm very grateful to have experienced, even though some of them have been very crazy and through a lot of trials and tribulations, but really clear, really like miraculously and clear to a a whole different level. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, growing up, I know I I read the Bible a bit here and there, but I really always thought things like spiritual things. I actually, I I think I might've said this in another part. I I had this model. I developed models for all sorts of things. And I I know you always laugh at me when I say this, but I, but anyway, I have this model of like how everything works and it was right. But the thing is, is like, and it includes the spiritual world and how these things work and emotion and people and the human psychology and all the other stuff that goes into it and physics and blah, 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 blah. Someday I'll write a book about it, but you're going to have to wait maybe many years. But anyway, the point <laughs> being that I always thought, yeah, in the Bible, it talks about miracles and it talks about these spirits and it talks about these, you know, like kind of like casting out these spirits and all these things. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's interesting, but I don't think that happens anymore. Like, or I don't, I don't know if that's real or maybe that's like metaphorical or something like that. And, you know, I just, it was just unclear because you don't, you don't see it. You don't experience, it, you don't know what you're seeing sometimes. Um, but then I saw it and I experienced it. And that was actually through just really faith and just like, I don't know, God deciding to to reveal those things that, you know, he can yeah. do whatever he wants. But that being said, then you start, like I said, you start walking, you start hearing, and then you start seeing and experiencing things that are not possible 
that are just simply not possible with what people know in this physical world. But you also start changing. Like well, you I, start think, changing, I think but that's there's... the other thing. Like, but every, like the experience that people have is, so we've had one experience, you've had one experience, I've had one experience, other people have other experiences. Oh, I've had a lot of experiences though. And they have experiences with God where God is trying to tell them something or God is trying to reveal himself to them and they're not necessarily listening because they're too... I don't want to say yeah, stubborn, I, I think that's, but I think that's the stage of it's an earlier stage. You're right. There are things that there's, you know, God's always knocking on the, like even this Jordan Peterson thing. It's like the dream, like we're watching that and the dream you're describing, it's like, okay, obviously, you know, set mat, you know, game yeah. set match. It's like obvious, like, yeah, duh. But he's like, I still don't get it. I think it means yeah. that everyone needs to look up to someone. It's like, whoa, dude, what the you know, yeah. it's like, come no, on. It's, 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 it's very sad because obviously if you understood that dream, that's a powerful dream. That's Jesus telling you to him, like he's telling you he is the king. Like that is lit- Christ. Come, like it's, it's profound. It's, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. But the thing that I, I want to say is even being a Christian, like even if you grew up in, in Christianity and you've known Jesus your whole life and, you know, you are, you know, now you're coming back to church and you're getting really into it and all of that stuff. It's like. Even that article we read about that person trying to manipulate scripture to make it what oh, yeah. they want it mm-hmm. to be. And that's the other thing. It's it's important to know the word of God because you need to know to discern, you know, false prophets like, like or, Muhammad. Or, or like Muhammad, but also just like false teachings like. Yeah. In general, I think I, could, I should uh, expand on that a little bit. I, I won't tell the article that we're reading because that's just too much and it was garbage. Um, but what I will say is, is that there's also this other posture and this other mindset where you are looking to God for the answers and you're not looking to produce, say, say for example, like what you're kind of saying is someone will say, Oh, blah, 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 blah. This is what, you know, you should do because the Bible says this, this, and this. Okay. And it's like, in, in some of those situations, it's, it's going, it's, you're already have your, case, you already have what you want to prove. And then you go find in the Bible verses or things often out of context to prove what you want to prove. Yeah, That's wrong. Yeah. Do you remember that article? Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, maybe we'll just share a little bit just so it makes a little bit of sense. Basically the article is more or less that, you know, getting like Jesus would get get vaccinated. (laughs) It's like, okay, so Jesus would get vaccinated or some dumb title like that. (laughs) Um, And it goes through and talks about you know, sheep and that, you know, Jesus was a shepherd and being a sheep's not a bad thing and people are using it bad. And it's like, first of all, that's just, that's, that's dumb to intro. And then, but the primary meat of it was, is that Jesus, you know, took care of or was looking out for the weak and all this other stuff and the, and the vulnerable and, you know, some, it was, it was just basically using that. And then it used some verses out of Matthew that were related to the, you know, end times, not yeah. related to anything that she was saying, but she was trying to make a case that Jesus would get vaccinated. That was her, that was her. Yeah starting point. Mm -hmm. And then she just backfilled poorly all the stuff into that. Yeah. And so, and, and so if you look at the article and you're reading it and you look at the verse that she used to make her point, you know, you could be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, she has a point and okay, I'm going to go get vaccinated now because she convinced me that Jesus would get vaccinated because Jesus cared about the sick and the poor and, you know, and he would want to take care of the sick and the poor. It's really manipulation. You're using, you know, you're using the Bible to manipulate people and you're using it to, you know, actually it's just kind of, it's messed up. And so I went and I'm like, okay, first of all, 
every single time anyone does this, like you should always go to the Bible and you should always read the whole, the whole entire chapter. chapter okay. Mm-hmm. Like n- don't let anybody tell you anything. You go f- read it like yourself. Don't even listen to us. Like literally, if we say something, go read it. Like go read what we're telling you um, and cross-reference it. So anyways, I read the whole entire chapter and pretty much you know, it's about, um, I think it's like the, the 10 versions or something where, you know, he's explaining what it's going to be like in the end when there's the sheep and there's the goats and some are slaughtered and da 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 or whatever. I I don't remember all the details offhand, but it's, it's not anything to do with what she's saying. No. And, and, and that's the other thing. It's like what she's trying to basically convince you of is that God would tell you to put your faith in medication and not him. And that's incorrect. I mean, the whole article was pretty much saying like, oh, Jesus cares for the sick, so he's going to care for the, the people. It's like, yes, he cared yeah. for the sick and, the, and and all those people. But yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's, it's just really convoluted. We, we could talk about it for a while, but it's really a moot point. I mean, the other thing too is Jesus wasn't like, you know, hey, go to the best doctor. It's like, no, you know, have faith and you're and, healed yeah, by your faith. By and your faith. Go. It's and, like, and he says, you need, it's like even just a mustard seed of faith, right? Like there's a story in the Bible about the woman who was bleeding for 12, yeah, 12 years. And she went to all sorts and of doctors went, and all sorts of people and yeah. tried to get that solved. And she spent all of her money trying. And, yeah. and, and he wasn't like, you just need to get that vaccine by, you no, know. No, he didn't go and send her to the best doctor that he knows, like his connection. Like he has a, a connection and he's like, oh yeah, go to this doctor and she'll help you stop the bleeding. No, this woman followed him in a crowd and she heard that he could help heal her and she had the faith okay the faith that she could be healed by Jesus and she thought to herself all I need to do is touch his cloak all I need to do is just reach out and and fight through this crowd touch his cloak and I'll be healed and guess what that's what happened and he goes who touched me I felt power leaving me. Who touched me? And she goes, it was me. And he goes, you know, he says, go, go on, daughter. You've been healed. Your faith has healed you. So, it, so the whole, yeah, it's, it, it's, 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 it's such it's, a bastardization of the scripture. It's, it so, is, it's almost blasphemy. It is. It's, it's, it's very sad, you know? And so anyways, I guess our whole point is, you know, like read scripture, discern information for yourself. And yeah, yeah I would say read scripture and, and, and pray about it before you do it. And, and, and you know, seek the Holy Spirit. But what I was getting at in that point though, was the posture. So I keep saying that, but what I mean by that is, um, some people look at the world as if like, um, the world and the physics and how it works is how it works. Like we, like I said before, you know, there's this big bang and there's this, you know, origins of life somehow, and then evolution. And we're kind of just here and doing stuff. And they also look at the world as it is. Like we're looking around this room, there's walls, there's weather outside, there's trees, there's all these things. And so you're looking at it from a very physical world point of view, which, you know, that's, that's what our senses are picking up for the most part. Um, and so it's understandable, but they don't really, um, understand the other aspects of the spiritual world and how those things might work. And they also put God in a box and they're like, Mm -hmm. how could, you know, there's these things in the Bible that are weird. Do they really happen? And so they're, they're missing actually a big piece of actually how the quote unquote physics of the universe work when you include the spiritual world and demons and angels and all these other evil and good forces. 
and you know, maybe in a different podcast, I'll talk about that in depth, but I, I can really talk about how all of that works in depth, like as a system. Um, and it does work and it, and it is corroborated with scripture and it's corroborated with experience and it's corroborated with what people see. Yeah, but, but there is still so much that you can't know in there's that. A, there's a lot that you can't know, but the system is clearly outlined. Yeah. You just have to accept that that's what you don't, it's not even that you have to accept when you, when you match that up with what people actually experience and even pop culture and evil things and good things, you can actually reconcile the whole thing. So I've reconciled the whole thing from that. Now you don't know, you don't know some of the mechanics of like, why is this this way? Or what does, what power does this thing have or not have? Or, you know, why did God make this decision or not? A lot of those things you're not going to know, but you know how the system works because it's outlined pretty clearly. Yeah, it is outlined in the Bible. And, um, so all these things work in a particular way. And if you look at it from that perspective, then you start understanding things. If you're not looking at it from the right perspective and you think things happen randomly or this is this or this is that, or, you know, I'm the one that should be happy or, you know, there isn't a God or these other things. And then the system won't, you can't actually solve for the system. You can't actually understand the system because you're, you're how you're viewing the foundation mm-hmm. is incorrect. So it's like, you know, if I don't think gravity exists and I drop an apple, then when it does, I'm going to be like, what happened? Because I, I didn't expect that. But if you believe gravity exists and you know how to kind of measure it, and you know what the speed is, then you're going to be able to predict what happens. Yeah. Um, but so you, you have to be working with the right foundational yeah. perspective on how things work. Otherwise you will come to the wrong conclusions. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a smarter, like that's an in-depth, that's a Ryan way of saying things. My way of saying things would kind of be like, or the way my brain works is like, there's a sense of entitlement that we humans have. It's like, oh, God, you know, didn't give me what I want and I'm mad at God. And I, I like, for example, I was watching this video um, and there was somebody in the comment and this girl, she said, oh, I don't yeah. believe in God because why, if, if God was a good God, then animals wouldn't die. And or he, he wouldn't let people kill he, animals or something. Or he wouldn't let people or, kill yeah, animals or something, or something like, that. like that. And it was like a very long thread of people like commenting and they were like, okay, Jenny, like, you know, trying to explain to her, you know, the Bible and she, and, and telling well, her, I'm not even just trying to explain the Bible, like just logic, like God has created a system yeah. and he's created a structure and he's God and he can do that. Yeah. And, and so there was like just people trying to tell her that they're like, listen, like, and she's like, yeah, but I just, I can't believe in a God that would let animals die. And that was, she was so hung up on it and they were like, okay, but God, he created things. We live in a fallen world. Animals are going to die. They're going to get eaten. People are going to kill them. Other gonna, animals are going to eat other animals are going to eat other animals. Like if that's your thing with God, like that's why you're. But the you, thing is, just her, her 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 objection to that doesn't change the fact of whether God exists or not. It doesn't even touch that fact. It's just yeah. like I don't like this outcome, so I don't like this guy, and I'm not going to have anything to do with him. Yeah, and so I don't know if that's entitled, but like obviously that's there's, just stupidity. Yeah, that is that is stupidity. But I would say like there is, you know, there's things like that, or people will say, oh, like I have this sickness, and how, why would God let this happen to me? So I don't right, believe but, in but, God. But that's a that's a I would call it a God complex in the sense that you think the world revolves around you. Exactly. But see, this is the thing with, with you, babe, you're going into this like depth in very in-depth spiritual aspect of it. But many people actually, it's like, it's, it's like they're complex with God. Well, is that, is yeah, that yeah. because well, animals die? Well, join, join me next episode for advanced topics and in, in no, uh, for real. physical <laughs> theology of spiritual and that is great blah. stuff like the spiritual physical like, like I, I actually really do want to talk about it because i yeah 
I really do have a good model and it does make a lot of sense. No, trust me, we've talked about that model and I know it makes a lot of sense, but I'm just saying that like even this guy that we're talking about, the Peterson guy, his complex is because if he, he says that he can't say that he believes in God because if he believes in God, then something, you know, then he's supposed to be like perfect and he can't. So so I got it. Yeah. So the problem is then, because his complex is that he thinks you have to be perfect or something. He, he made some comment that Nietzsche or someone said like, the only real Christian was Christ himself. It's yeah. like, okay, well, that's just stupid. Um, that's stupid because what he's trying to portray is that you need to be perfect and you need yes. to have this perfect life and you need to have this perfect submission to God and all this other stuff. And it's just lunacy. Um, it's just not how, it's just not, not the truth. And with this girl about animals in the comment section about animals dying and so she doesn't like God, it's like, the problem is, is you have a little bit of this God complex yourself, but also you don't know who God is exactly. and what he is like and what, and what like. his character is. Mm-hmm. So you do not know him. So you're making up in your head what you think he is. Yeah. And it's wrong. And the thing with the Peterson guy is like his thing is, like you said, it's like he thinks if he says that he believes in God, then he has to be this perfect person. But it's like, OK, but the whole point of Jesus is that he was the perfect sacrifice because you and I can't yeah, be perfect. But, like but he's characterizing, quote unquote, God as this, this he always abstracts things to like this force or this thing or my belief like he's like my belief my understanding of god may not be the same understanding of oh that was the other thing that was so annoying like so the first five minutes of the video he goes i hate that question how could people ask that question and then he goes the reason why i hate that question is because you know my understanding or my perspective of god might not be the same perspective as you you might have a different perspective it's like okay you're really complicating this like there's but that's stupid that's actually just stupid from a logical point perspective because God creator of all things, right? Even if you're a Hindu, there's this belief yeah. that, you know, there is this, I think it's Brahman, which is the creator of all things. Like there's a God that created these other little G gods. If if you believe that system, whatever you believe, if you have any rendition of God, there's the God, the creator of all things, right? Yeah. And if that's the case, then your perception of him should not be different than someone else's perception of like you might have the wrong understanding, like you might have different understandings, but it's still the same one true omnipotent all, you know, it's like, like the one all, God, all knowing all, yeah, one, you know, this, this persona, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just so it's very like, fascinating because for someone who is supposed to be so smart and he's like, you know, taught at Harvard and has all these books and YouTube and, you know, da, 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 da. It's very interesting. It's just like, how could you not understand that? Like your biggest hang up is the fact that you can't say you believe in God because you're not perfect. I mean, it's like, I just want to be like, yes, yes, that's the whole point, Peterson, Mr. Peterson. The whole point is that you are not perfect. And Jesus was perfect and right, he but, died but, for your sins because but, you can't be perfect. You yeah, know, it's but like. I would say I haven't listened to all of his stuff lately. I have listened to this, like his stuff a couple of years ago and he only started talking again like the last year or so or whatever. But I've actually never heard him. And I, it might exist out there. It actually might. But I think I might have saw him, but, it, you know was just the story and the importance of Christ and the the sacrifice and, you know, the sacrifices that happened. Like, I don't actually think, I don't actually know, I should say, if a lot of people understand the connection between the Old Testament sort of sacrifice, you know, even the stuff with Abraham and his son. I really want to, I want to get into that. And then the, the, you know, the Jesus and, you know, all the, you know, the kind of uh, images that are talked about with him being the lamb Mm -hmm. and him being all these other things and kind of sinless and the perfect sort of, 
and and how that blood sacrifice system, which we've talked about before, how blood sacrifice was an atonement tool mm-hmm. to animals and other like what like you know if someone's reading the Bible, like why are they sacrificing these animals to God? That seems like a weird thing. It is a weird thing. Yeah, it is. A but weird there was thing. a system mm-hmm. and there was a process and that the sacrifice of Jesus is a part in the it's finishing a of that of sin. It's finishing that mm-hmm. process. So whenever, you know, the whenever so this is in the book of Leviticus and I think Deuteronomy or Numbers or one of those books in the Old Test in the Old Testament. And the sacrifices that they were making, right? They they built this tabernacle. They're sacrificing these animals to God. And so I think it was Aaron or one of the priests would have to sacrifice and cleanse himself and make a sacrifice for himself and then for the people and this blood so it's such a complicated thing where when you look at the 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 sacrifice of Jesus it's like this it's like the what is it i think it's in the in romans it's like the wages of sin is death like for for all of us right like mm-hmm. it's every single person and this is kind of like an uncomfortable thing to say out loud to be honest with you but it is it's like the wages of sin is death like well, and, all of us and, and for the, all of us and you know part of that reason is that god is holy and sin is an an adulteration or an uh, of that holiness and yeah. you have to reconcile that somehow yes it just systematically however the system set up and you know the old testament stuff was uh, a, a portion of cleansing was the the sacrifice sort of system. Um, and that carried over to Jesus who finished that process. And now we're in kind of this yes. new covenant. Yes. Um, but you, you, but there's a significance for people to understand that story. And there's a, and there's just this, like, I just wish that I could explain that to him because I don't think he understands. It, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit. Yeah. And I, he definitely doesn't, it, you know, it's hard for me to understand nowadays, just having so many years between, yeah, so many years thinking about this stuff and talking about this stuff. I don't know what is kind of new information. I don't know what people know or they don't know. It's yeah, it's hard it's to hard deduce to that. Well, they... it's also hard to deduce that from just reading the Bible. It's actually hard to connect those pieces. Like if you just read through the stuff, it's going to be a little bit tricky unless you're thinking and doing actual research and studying the Bible to make the connection. Yes, I agree. That you know, the blood sacrifice of the old Testament is related to the new Testament is related to Jesus. And, and I there's just, agree. Yeah. There's, there's, you actually have to make a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why the Bible's meant to be studied, not just like read. And, you know, we, we might get into that. There's plenty of other sources, but uh, you know, the, it's actually, you know, unless you're like in it for years and grew up in it and you're taught this, I don't know if there's like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a good place to just explain how all this stuff actually works and yeah. this piece together. Well, maybe, you know, we can just like do like a Bible study session and maybe well, in, that's why in people, the new year or something like that. Well, that's you know? why people have Bible studies, because there are things that you have to unpack and you have to discuss and you have to talk through and make those connections. But anyway, all of that said. Yeah. So is it that, is difficult to understand like someone like Peterson, like, you know, what he knows or doesn't know, what he understands and doesn't understand. Well, he hasn't connected the dots. No. Because, you know, the, the sacrifice that was going to happen with, uh, you know, the, with Jesus, it's like, it's kind of almost predicted and talked about, well, it is. It's you know, it's prophesied throughout the whole entire Bible. I mean, again, like the story of Abraham sacrificing his one and only son, like, you know, come on, God sacrificing his one and only son. I mean, there's so much connection, you well, know, it's, it's all connected. It's all connected. I know, I know that's, I know the, that's, that's all the connected, beauty of but it I'm is saying when you have the big yeah. picture and the overview and the detailed mm-hmm. view, you see that it's a, it's a mosaic and it's an ensemble and it's a, it's actually very profoundly 
put together. It yeah, really is. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, I, I love the Bible. Like, that's the crazy thing. I could talk about it all but, day, but every not, day. But you're not going to get at that by a quick read through, a listen. No. You're not going to get at it's. It's actually a lot of studying. And part of that studying, I think, is probably a testament to faith and mm-hmm. probably you know, a show of the faith because you have to be persistent and you have to keep on going. You have to keep on learning. You have to keep on seeking. And even the parables and stuff, you're not going to understand them if you don't understand. And I think part of that is a little bit, and you know, this, this may not be correct, you know, biblically, but I think part of that is a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a veil. I want to call it like, get off your ass and run a little bit on the treadmill and do a little bit of work and mm-hmm. and then you're going to start getting some results. Yeah. And that's, you know, if you want the, if you want, if you're seeking and again, like, you know, you could totally be just living your life and we're not saying like, Oh, ever, you know, whatever. But I guess my perspective is you, we've read, like I've read the book of Matthew so many times. I've read like certain parables, like over and over and, and prayed over them. Like, okay, help me understand. Like, what is this parable of the sower and the wine and the vineyard and this, like, God, what are you talking about? Who's the vineyard? Who's the wine? Who's the, it's like, what is going on here? Right. And even in the book of Leviticus and numbers and Deuteronomy, like that was painful for me to read because it was so like, it was so, I don't want to say dark. I think it's like, now that I look back at it, I find it to be actually such a, I would say it's such a beautiful story and it's such a beautiful, you know, three books. If, if you understand the big picture, if you don't understand yes. the big picture, you're like, WTF. God is so like horrible, like, OMG, what the heck's going on? Yes. At first I was kind of like, dang, God's scary, you know, but that's the fear of the Lord. You got to have a little bit of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, at first I was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. But then when you, when you get to, you know, the sacrifice of Jesus, you're like, wow, like, you know, that's, that's, that right. you understand the importance and the significance and the profound, yeah. you so, know. So going back to kind of what we're talking about is there's different levels, there's different, I shouldn't say levels, there's different stages of understanding, there's different stages of um, experiences, there's different stages of hearing and mm-hmm. seeing and gifts And I sound like I'm in some sort of, I don't know, video game or some sort of leveling up or something like that. But um, it's a it's a process. And I don't know how to explain it other than you either make the decision to go on that journey or you don't. Yeah. But I think the thing that people need to understand and also the thing that, again, going back to the Peterson guy and I'm just talking about him because we were talking about him before we started this, is that, you know, you live in a fallen world, but you live in a world where, you know, not everything's going to go your way. It's just a matter of fact. Like, I think the thing that I always have a hard time trying to not explain or, or, or that I want to explain to people is like, your, your life is to walk with God, like in this world, right? It's like the world that we live in, the time that we're in, it's to walk with God through the trials, through the goodness, through the, it's like through all of it, good and bad. And, you know, with this, with Peterson, he was trying to be perfect. And it's like, you can't be perfect. Like there will come a time where where Jesus will come back and we will be with him and things will be perfect. Right. But like, it, we're, it's not perfect right now. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Like, um, I would probably, I would say that there's some truth to that, but what, you know, Jordan Peterson is struggling with. And again, if you watch his videos, he just, it's so difficult for him to, to answer the question, do you believe in God? And he just like gets emotional and he just is struggling with this. So what that to me is indicative of is 
actually what is the most important part, which is faith. You know, mm-hmm. biblically, faith is talked about a lot. And I've thought about this quite a bit. Like, why is faith that important? Like, you really just need you need to believe. And like, why are you harping on faith so much? You could be harping on different things. You could be harping on good deeds. Mm-hmm. You could be harping on like rituals. You could be harping on a lot of different things. But the thing that Jesus and the thing that God loves so much and rewards so much is faith Mm -hmm. and he heals because of faith. He blesses an entire nation because of faith. He gives entire lands because of one person's faith that, that then propagated to descendants. So faith is something that is like trust. And it's something that I think is tied to the origins of this whole experiment, which is choice and free will. And faith is like making a choice. Okay. So a lot of people get hung up on, well, I'd have to accept Jesus and that's the only way. And I don't like that. Okay. It's like, look, dude, I don't make the rules, but let's go back to the beginning. Okay. God said, don't eat off that tree. I've given you everything, like everything you want. Everything's perfect. I'm walking with you guys. We're hanging out. Like I made this garden of Eden. Everything's great. Just don't eat off that tree. And that was implied. You have a choice, Mm -hmm. right? You can choose to listen to me. Or mm-hmm. you can choose to not. Yes. Right? And so the choice that, you know, Adam and Eve made was to not listen. That choice, that one simple choice, that binary choice, it's binary, it's listen or don't, has created everything that we're experiencing, has created all of this suffering fallenness. Suffering and, yeah. Right. Suffering, death, pain, pain all of these things. Mm-hmm. That one choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of baggage has come because of one choice. Yeah. And right? guess what? And that's death. Right. That's what that's, that's what that's what yeah. has come. And that's what you said. The wages of sin are, are death. So with Jesus, it's uncomfortable because there's there's kind of this universalism sort of thing that goes around or the, the people don't like it, which is, is Jesus really the only way? Well, he says he's the only way. He says he's the way to the father and there's no one that goes to the father through him. And you can mishmash a few things, but Jesus is the way. Okay. And he talks in a lot of the parables about what's going to happen in the end and how the sifting is going to be done and all this other stuff. And God will sort the, he, he will sort it out the end. You know, I can't claim to know what's ultimately going to happen with different folks, but he's going to sort it out. But the interesting thing is, is that beginning was one choice mm-hmm. and this end is one choice. Mm-hmm. And that's the funny thing about Jordan Peterson's kind of issue is his struggle is he's not struggling with anything but that choice. Choice. I know. And it's so sad. And that's why. And this is the other thing. When people say death, it's it's a couple of things, right? It's like, yeah, death as in like you die. But death is also suffering in a sense because you're living a life without God and you're struggling. You're you're well, that's kind of you're suffering. And that's the death that you're that, you know, it's I'm kind of talking about it in this sense. Of course, there's also like the death where, you know, you hell is another well, thing. I, I wouldn't but, say it's death. I would say it's more like hell. So separation from God is what hell is. is. And what eternity with separation from God is that eternal hell. Yeah, that, that's what that, that that I think that rendition is. But on earth, separation from God is also hell. Yeah. And so pe- that's why there's a suffering. That's why there's this depression. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a struggle. That's why there's I'm not good enough. That's why there's all these things in your ear. Yeah. And that 
that is, that is what it is. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, again, like he has a lot of complex and I know we're kind of like analyzing him. I mean, he's a psychologist. He should, you know, we're analyzing him, but it's interesting because he has that, that choice that he also is struggling with. Right. But then also the other choice that he, the other thing he also struggles with is that he's not good enough for God. Like like, he's not, he's not, but that's the whole point. It's like, none of us are good enough. Right. But that, that's a moot point because okay, get over that because no one's good enough. That was the whole point. That's the point of Jesus. Yeah, got it. That was the whole Old Testament. Like there were these rules. You guys yeah. couldn't follow them. Couldn't follow them. Kept on not being a follow them. Okay, I'm going to send someone to fix this shit up that you guys can't get get together. Yeah. So that's, again, once you understand the, you know, the whole biblical high high view and detailed view, it's like, okay, yeah, let's, that's, that's a, kind of straightforward. That's the point mm-hmm. of all of this is that you're not yeah. perfect, dude. That's, that's why I came into this world because there's nobody that, you know, it's like, yeah. And that's, but the, again, I'll reiterate the problem he's having yeah, it is, is it this is. confession yeah. of faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the problem. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. So that's the interesting thing about all of this is, is the key is a simple key. But a lot of people struggle with that. And that's a big struggle. I mean, like yeah. even Jenny, who couldn't even, you know, oh, those poor animals <laughs> with the poor animals, but she's like, literally can't make the choice to believe and to have faith in God because God is apparently, you know, I mean, steak is delicious. I mean, doesn't I care about steak. animals. It's just like, man, like that one hang up that's, that's keeping you from, you know, from, from happiness and joy. And it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I think about it a lot. We think about it a lot, but that whole, you know, mindset of even just desiring that, like even desiring to understand God and understand that and seek that, that's a desire and that's a choice. Mm-hmm. And that choice, again, and that's, that's what this all, this whole thing, I think this whole experiment comes down to is just choice. Yeah, it is and, just choice. And it seems so simple. I mean, even the earlier stuff we're talking about COVID, it's like, it's a choice, dude. Like, yeah. It's just, a choice to believe it or to, to have faith and to live your life. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're putting your faith in, in a system in people and like, and it's just very fascinating to me. But that's the, that's, that's the whole thing. This is the whole thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing. The whole thing is choice. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I I mean, I sound like a parrot now, but like, don't do this, do this. Bad choice. Results. Okay. (laughs) Do this. Good results. Bad results. Like it's, we're, we're not that special and we're not that profound and we're not that glorious and we're not that important and no. we're not a lot of things. The thing is, is what we are is these things that have this choice that God gave us that's special. It's different from animals. It's consciousness is a very fascinating thing that people don't understand. Like, believe it or not, scientists don't understand that. You can, I and mean, we talked about this. Like, we talk about a weird thing. We're, gonna, we're going to conjoin Siamese twins now. Okay, so, we are. Okay, we were okay, making, I got, you have to I tell the story, that. babe. What's the story? Okay, so Ryan goes, okay, Ryan and I, you know, we have different senses oh man, of humor. Oh we're going on a tangent. No, we have different senses of hu- like humor, right? Like what he finds funny. I'm funny and she's like, sometimes funny. I'm, yes, we got, I got different senses of humor. Oh my goodness, sometimes I'm funny. I'm really funny, but he's funny too. But so anyways, what he likes to watch for fun, I don't really like to watch for fun, right? Like Adam Sandler, like oh, I get it. Like he's great, he's funny, but like his, like anyway, so Ryan tells me, oh, let's watch this show Adam Sandler has a twin well, well, and I, I, I didn't I mean I, let me let me qualify this because this recommendation was a poor recommendation we couldn't find anything on TV we're That's like we true. want something light we found she's like what about Adam Sandler you like that stuff and I was like I mean 
there's no Happy Gilmore here because Hulu or whatever sucks. And so we, we ended up with like, what was it like? Uh, the, the twin one. What was it called? I don't know, babe. It's your thing. I don't know. I, what... I didn't. I never watched that one actually before, but it's where Adam Sandler apparently has some twin sister or something. Yeah. So he, Ryan's downplaying it. Like he didn't probably watch that 20 times. I, I, I didn't. It's actually not a good so one. So she has, he, uh, he has a twin. And so Ryan goes, Adam Sandler has a twin and let's watch this. And I'm like, oh, whoa, that's crazy. I, like I convinced her that Adam Sandler actually had a twin. Uh, man. like the first part of the movie yeah so I'm thinking like he has a twin right and so like I'm like getting ready I couldn't believe it I was like does he actually have a twin in real life that's kind of funny like that's wild so anyways we he she comes out and it's him dressed as a girl and I'm like are you kidding me and so Ryan thought it was the funniest thing in the world and I'm like wow I'm so gullible like I always believe all your dumb jokes and that's that's my funny husband um anyways so we were and then I was I was telling him I was like you know twins are kind of a weird thing like like you know and so then we got into the whole conscious thing like um well, yeah i mean i got deep i just i started you, did you, get you said deep. something about something and and so you know twins they're they they share the same dna right for the most part there might be a little bit of mutations as the cells are i asked splitting. ryan i said if they shared the same dna do they share the same soul yeah you like, said something we're like yeah. that and I, I mean it actually really struck a nerve with me i was just like sitting there thinking about it all night and like googling it and the next day i was doing research i was like this is some profound shit it's and so funny because i was just like that's me you know like i just ask random questions but i meanwhile I really, she falls asleep and i'm like i was questioning so annoyed existence. with him like honestly i was like dude i'm like okay it was a question do they share the same soul okay. they probably don't okay. like you got okay, they, real they deep don't. into they this don't. okay let me let me let, i gotta go deep now we got it's an hour an okay hour can and you 20. go deep in like 15 20 minutes I, I can totally go i can totally dig this one out in that time so okay the thing is is okay i started with twins okay twins i'm like twins can end up differently they can have similar personalities but they can also have different personalities mm -hmm. i'm talking about identical twins so i kind of looked into like the genetics of it it's like okay the, for the most part, their genetics are similar. There might be some minor mutations in, you know, in, in, in a, uh, development in the womb, but you know, for the most part, they're the same, but they can be different, right? As far as personalities and mannerisms and things like that. And, and so it's like this nurture versus nature thing, but then also, and this is going to sound maybe stupid, but it's like, they have two different consciousnesses, even though they have the same technical makeup, the same DNA, right? Mm -hmm. and there's, there's ways that you can talk about that. But I was like, okay, so that's kind of interesting, right? They should kind of be the same. Or, you know, maybe if, you know, all this stuff happened randomly or something weird and you believe that, then it's like, then they should be basically the same thing. Yeah, they should almost right? share like, a consciousness, right? Exactly. So I had to go deeper. So I went deeper. I went real deep. So I went to like Siamese conjoined twins that share a brain, okay? Oh and there are about like eight of those. and And they can actually hear each other's thoughts so they have they share wait think, you didn't tell me I, that i, know, I didn't tell you i got deep i got deeper than i you didn't shared tell me you. they could share thoughts so there's a couple of them i think two sets that say that they and they i don't know if they've measured it but they say they, they can hear each other's thoughts that's there's, so weird so when you're conjoined and then there's other types of conjoined uh twins some of them don't share like a conjoined brain they share conjoined body but there's like four different types anyway so the conjoined brain is the one i'm most interested in and so it's very interesting because they can share signals. They can see what the other person sees. They can hear each other. They can talk between thoughts. They can actually experience. No. Some, listen, listen, I'm getting deep. They can experience you each didn't other's. You tell me I any know. of this. So they can experience uh, each other's thoughts. But there's only like, like I said, I think like eight of these in the world That's or something. It's, it's very rare. So what that got me thinking was, okay, again, getting deep, guys. Consciousness and the soul. So those two brains they don't share the same consciousness they actually can share some of the same sensory input but they're different people they have different personalities they have different likes 
and you can't chalk it up to nurture really because they're conjoined. They have the same experiences. They're hearing the same sensory things. And so I found it fascinating that, that there's something that sets the soul in the womb and in something beyond the physical, beyond like Mm -hmm. the DNA, beyond that, which is like, you know, you're conjoined, you have the same sensory inputs, but there's something about your consciousness that is completely different. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm literally, okay. I was like making fun of you this whole time, but you, you're right. That's actually pretty epic. So like if you're conjoined sight, okay. So if you're like thinking, you're like, oh, that person's hot. Does your like twin hear that? You know, it's unclear they said like there's two sets that say that they can hear each other's thoughts. I don't know what if there's particular types huh. of thoughts or how, but they're not the same consciousness. They're no, not the I same know, person. I know, but it's it's it's. In, I they're know two they're... different people. So you talk to one and you talk to the other, and this one likes this thing. This one likes this thing. They have two different souls. Okay. Do they have two different brains? They have. They share the same brain. So what I'm saying so is, the, is the, the soul, soul in the brain? Okay, it's, oh man, we're getting real deep because I have a theory on that. So. The soul is in the brain. The consciousness is in the brain, but no, they like scientifically, there's not an understanding of where that is and how that manifests. Okay. I believe God and the spirit and things like God sets Mm -hmm. that. And then it's connected to the spirit world. I think there's actually like a quantum sort of thing related to it. There's not evidence scientifically of a quantum sort of connection, but I think there is. And so what that means is your brain is like this conscious spirit soul holding device. When you Mm -hmm. die, your spirit or your soul leaves. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what's happening when you're alive is it's energized essentially, and it's holding your soul or your spirit. It's actually a holding system. That's also why when you sleep, sometimes you can have out of body experiences or when you kind of almost die, you can have these out of body experiences or when you're high on certain drugs, Mm -hmm. um, you can have these out of body experiences because it loosens that grip it loosens mm-hmm. whatever mechanism is holding that, that, whether it's a quantum mechanism or otherwise. Um, but what's clear is that soul exists. And so it's weird for people to think about because you can't pinpoint a soul. You can't like put it like in a place and like hold it, but your brain's holding it. Like it, it's a, something that actually has like characteristics and qualities and, and interactions and a, a whole bunch of things that are non-physical, if you will, but potentially and again, this is my own theory at a quantum level, there's things going on that are connected to kind of the quote unquote, the spiritual world. And this conjoined twin thing is, is, it's not direct evidence, but it's, it's closing in on the fact that again, conjoined brain, DNA shared, all these other things shared. And you have two completely different people and, and that's contained in the brain, but not not measure, not findable as far as where that is. And even with the same sensory inputs. So anyway, to me, that's kind of interesting. It's a, it's an interesting data point. It's an interesting anomaly, which to me suggests that the soul and the spirit is unique. It is unique to each person. No one shares the same soul and no one has ever shared the same soul or spirit. Yeah. Remember that was the thing that I thought was like pretty interesting that, that you, when we were talking that you can have a twin and share like a DNA and share literally everything, but you can't share the same soul. Right. You can't share. Yeah. The same consciousness, same soul. You can't yeah, share it. You can't share and, it. And the, like I said, the conjoined twin thing was a little bit of a creepy kind of divergence, but definitely indicating like there's something else for sure going on. And it's something else that lives absent, absent a shared physical characteristic. 
a mm. shared physical platform, if you will. It exists and is unique on the same physical platform. That means it's unique and kind of separate from that platform. So like as an atheist who says like, oh no, things just happen. We just happen to to be humans and happen to you know, replicate like, I mean, this is, this doesn't necessarily debunk anything. It's just, it's just definitely an interesting thing to think about. But you know, if this was just a strictly random evolutionary world sort of thing, then you'd really kind of expect, you know, something with the same DNA or the same building blocks that share the same platform to be the same thing. And it just, you know, it wouldn't have a separate consciousness or soul or identity or anything like that. Yeah. No, it's, and this is a random thought to just on the atheist topic it seems like it would be kind of depressing believing in that, in that theology, because you just believing that like, you just happen to be here and you're like, just like a bunch of cells that replicate. Like, I don't think that they, I don't, I feel like I think, atheists change their mind. About I think some, I think sometimes you think that, but you really don't go down that train of thought. You basically go down the train of thought. And the only way I think survivable train of thought is that I'm existing here and to make myself as happy as possible and to leave some sort of good legacy because everyone does have this internal morality that's, you know, actually beset by God, you know, there is a good and an evil and people do have some sort of clock related to that, if you will. Um, but from the atheist perspective, it's kind of almost like you're a self God sort of thing is what you kind of almost have to think that you're self-sufficient, you're self-reliant, your happiness and your stuff. And, you know, now you add a little bit of flavor of, you know, I'm a good virtue signaling person. Yeah. yeah I think um, it- and that's still a self, it's a self grant, uh, aggrandizing yeah. sort of thing. But they, but you know, how you got here. If you like ask an atheist person, no, nobody actually knows that. Uh, and I shouldn't say nobody, nobody from a scientific, it's called a, and uh, I should know the word, but it's basically the origins of life. No one actually knows that people conflate that with evolution. No one actually scientific. So what does the atheist believe? Like when they, he, they don't have, there's no answer. It, there's no answer to that. No, there's nothing that you can come up with. Huh? Well, I guess like, you know, you I was postulate, you can say like, oh, maybe this happened, this happened with infinite time. But scientifically, there's no answer to yeah, the origins of this, life. There's this like, you know, a athe- famous atheist who basically said like, you know, we came, we come from nothing and our purpose and, and our purpose is just like to replicate. And we're just a bunch of cells, just like, you know, what, like, just yeah, like plants I, I, or something I, like that. Which Well, I, I, yeah, I, I remember hearing that. So yeah, basically the theory goes that, you know, the atheists, th- this one guy's kind of rendition of it is we're supposed to propagate DNA, just like plants propagate yeah, yeah. their seeds and animals propagate their seeds. And it's, it's the, ir- the irony of it is, is atheists are actually the worst seed propagators. They do not have children. They do not propagate well. They don't build families. They don't believe in that. They, they might they might participate in that structure a bit, maybe have one kid or two kids. The people that actually have the most babies are Muslims. Um, Catholics have quite a few kids. Um, Christians well, because have Muhammad more, more kids. Yeah. Well, because Muhammad was a sex addict, that's why. And yeah, he, and that's so the, all of his uh, yeah. followers are. But no, anyways, I guess this is random. We can we can close off in a, in a bit here because at this point we're just like, you know, this yeah, is we're, just we're, our random thoughts, guys. Like, I'm sorry. We're on the tracks spinning our wheels, crashing into stuff. I know, this is like, what do they call it, pillow talk? I don't know. This is not, this is not no, pillow talk. Babe, it English isn't is. her first language, guys. Like, <laughs> no, I forgive. mean, this is the things we talk about at night, like all the time. But anyways, well, this is our pillow talk, but I this know, isn't normal pillow talk. I know, that's what my 
my point is, I'm saying, like, this is our pillow talk. Like, welcome to, like, late night with Ryan and Shim. So, anyways, my point is what I'm saying. If you, if that, like, that atheist guy said, we're just here to just be a bunch of cells that replicate, that would be a depressing way of living life. Like, you have no purpose. Like, you're just a random thing and you're just, you're nothing. There's no purpose. There's no one created you out of yeah, love. Well, well, it's the, so sad. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely no purpose. But what that means is you just have sex with everyone and anyone and you just propagate your seed like Genghis Khan. Yeah, right? but they don't populate. I know, so, but so they're not. So they so don't follow anyways, their own. They're confused, yeah. <laughs> right? But I'm I'm saying like the ideal then would be like like I say you just you're propagating to no end and then yeah the yeah. I don't anyways, know. um, anyways, so should we like just like try to make a plan of our New Year's resolution or no? We can't do that live right now. I mean, I no. I, I think I think from this perspective, I mean, we're going to you're going to be making some more YouTube videos even. Even though there's YouTube video gate going on, um, YouTube well, video gate. I'm just, that? just your family stuff. I'm not. Oh I'm my not gonna, gosh! I'm sorry, I said throw that in there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, maybe we'll get into that. So I'm trying to think if I should say Merry Christmas and as we sign off here, or I mean, we're not making another one before Christmas. So no. I would say, yeah, Merry Christmas. But people might listen to this at different times, you know. Yeah, that's true. So we're gonna scrub that. But in the new year, we're gonna make some more podcasts. I'm gonna do some updates to the website, uh, SeekingTruthPodcast.com. Probably add some blog posts. I do uh, like to, I mean, I guess I, I don't know. I like to write about this stuff. I don't like writing proposals and reports, um, but I do like writing mm. about this stuff. Uh, I still need to add a whole bunch of Islam stuff because it's just a fun pastime. It's going to be great. Um, there's some stuff up there, but I'm, I'm going to write some stuff in conjunction with making podcasts and, and you're going to make some, uh, quite a bit more YouTube videos and we'll probably talk about some things on YouTube videos and more. But do you see how hard he puts me to work y'all? I'm about to have I mean, a baby. I need to focus on having this baby. We, we got, I got a production schedule, you okay, know, Ryan, I'm putting stuff in space you, like okay, multiple times. What next you year. need to do is order a new car seat. So like we, I did, it's coming tomorrow. Okay. Did okay, you order two? Okay. We can't be talking about our Amazon orders. I'm I didn't so- order two. Yeah, we're gonna sign off guys like it's it's, Babe, it's okay people are just hanging out with us but no. okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna close this one out sorry okay they don't, they don't know about our amazon orders they're okay. gonna show up at our front door and steal that shit oh <laughs> just joking i think okay um okay so anyways um yeah you do the sign off because you're really good at that i, I I don't really have much to say other than, like I said, we'll update the website, seekingtruthpodcast.com. It's, uh, this has been a wild one, and we'll see you next time. We're yeah. going to be more frequent 2022. We're going to really build this out. Uh, we're probably going to freestyle some. We're going to talk about yeah. specific things. But um, Thanks yeah, for hanging out with us. Yeah. yeah. So have a good uh, 20 Christmas. And a good new, new year. year. Yeah. And we're going into 2022, guys. This is going to be a great one. Don't be afraid of anything. Okay. And that's it. Bye. <laughs>